0: All right, so welcome everyone to our inaugural, semi-not inaugural, first episode of Cocoa Radio. We are moving from Twitter Spaces over to now podcast format, and we are here to discuss four issues of X Force twenty three, Excalibur twenty three, Trial of Magneto number two, and Marauders number twenty four. I hope you guys are going to follow, subscribe, and love on us because we are here and we are great and we're black as fuck. And queer. Y'all gonna love as this.
1: Fuck. And beautiful.
0: So, of course, myself, uh, Just X Henry, also Blackword, Dr. Showtime, and bonte
1: The legends, stoning. Yay, legends only. Yay black Word, It's going, it's going beautiful. So cool. We're here. You don't know so are really here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we're about to get it we're about to get it y'all gonna love it and y'all better love it so this is great so we have a list of things we're going through today so first
1: uh starting with Excalibur so hi that's me so Excalibur a quick recap one and done um we get a look at what i basically call a Dungeons and Dragons campaign set for set um Dr. Doom rolls up into other worlds like he runs the place because he wants to go through his ex-girlfriend's stuff and find something she took from him, just like the scrub he is. Of course, Betsy's not down with that, because Dr. Doom is insane. He's already been whole by the Queen, the greatest, the icon herself, Storm, once before, now he's on the ride trying to find a whole new mutant bride he has a thing about mutant magical girls that he just can't stop going after them and when the black woman rejected him he went to a white woman i'm honestly considering casting a black man to play dr doom in the future in the mcu but it's whatever um we get immediately to the shenanigans they're going through Otherworld escorting dr doom they're trying to find where the things are and that's when they start doing their magical thing, and it disgusts Victor Von Doom. You got Megan talking to the grass. You got you got our homeboy, Richter, talking to the grass. He's just over there looking at this Druid backwaters magic bullshit, confused, perplexed, and repulsed. Because in the same week, in another comic, you know, in the flat-scan ghettos across the waters, but we don't really concern ourselves with, it has been decreed that Dr. Doom is actually the most powerful sorcerer on the planet. Dr. Strange might think he is. That's a lie. He's bullshitting you. Don't believe that propaganda. Don't believe the supremacy. He's lying to you. No dude from Philadelphia would be the world's best sorcerer. It's just not going to happen. So he's watching that. And he's disgusted. But it gets the job done. They find where to go. They get into, you know, they go to... I forget his name is Mad Um Matt Tom, correct? Jaspers. Yeah. Mad Jim Jaspers. I don't know why I'm gonna call Matt Tom. It's the same white name. Mad Jim Jaspers. <laughs> Mad Jim Jaspers is their target. So they go walk past our homegirl Red Root, who's still imprisoned there, my ad. They just abandoned her completely. And they offer um Dr. Doom what he's looking for. But there's a price associated with it, and it's a more of a magical bargain. It's very like very much giving fairy bullshit, where he's saying like you have to give me something if you want something. And Doctor Doom was like, "Do you think me, Doctor Victor Von Doom, is the type of motherfucker to haggle and bargain?" And Mad Jim Jasper's was like, "Here, yeah." And so they go back and forth like that for a while. Um, Betsy is getting annoyed with it. He's already sexually harassed her once. It's time to wrap this shit up. Meanwhile, the rest of the team is out and about doing their DD bullshit. Gambit is going to cheat at cards. Um, everyone is vaguely flirting with this married man. It's very sexually charged. He's flirting with Megan, a married woman, and then he's flirting with Jubilee. He's kind of flirting with Victor too. It's just Gambit. He's not straight. Uh <laughs> and you know, they get Caught cheating, and then that's when those robot bullshits pull up. Now I noticed it was giving very much sense. No, how they were acting, and how they were regarding them as friends of Mordred, the gayest name you could possibly think of. And the entire time they're calling them that, they don't understand what it actually means. But they don't really worry about definitions of shit. They gotta run. They leave. Dr. Doom accidentally agrees to give Mad Jim Jaspers the entirety of the Latverian military whenever he calls for it. And he receives what he was looking for. And Betsy and the rest of the team dip out, bang out, and go handle their business. Um, and this is the first time we really get to see Betsy flex her status as, you know, Captain Britain. She bears her sword that she used in the, uh, I think it's the sword of the Starlight Citadel, which is basically also a badge. And she declares herself, not just speaking on behalf of Corcoa, but speaking on the behalf of Camelot itself and Avalon and stating that to declare battle here without the proper channels is to declare battle against Avalon itself. And though they were criminals in the past, you don't need to be like that right now. And if you continue this attack, we will wipe you out under the guise and under the command of Avalon and all his forces. They don't want the smoke. Saturnine is not to be fucked with, so they bang out, but they remind them that we will be coming back soon. On the way back, they tried to unravel exactly what happened and why they were being attacked and why they were calling Prince of Mordor in the first place, and they started thinking about intrinsically the history of Arthur and the history of the enemies of Arthur and why the people of Britain but also of Avalon don't seem to like mutants as an inherent trait. And then they put two and two together and come to the realization that the Arthurian legend itself and the refer the references to Mordred refer to Mordred not just as a magician but as a mutant. Um, and so they uncover a centuries-old plot involving that and uncover another clue into the overall landscape of why mutants are not accepted in other world. And they end the chapter there with that. You know, teeny, brilliant shit. I love her. I. It's always been stated before we were in Twitter spaces that I love Excalibur. I think it can't do any wrong and I don't abide any slander. So, what do you guys think? You're walking on eggshells. Remember, I will come for you.
2: This just sounded like, you know, more British racism to me. So, <laughs> um,
0: well, yeah. well, what it is
1: <clears throat> British racism,
0: mm-hmm.
1: friends of That's Morgan so- have. Having- <laughs> It had that spice of a slur to it, you know?
0: The <laughs>
2: one itty bitty thing that I didn't like was that every other time we see uh, Jim Jaspers, he changes outfits in every panel that you see him in. This is the one book that he does not do that in. And I was upset.
1: That was Which it. is interesting, because I was listening to another podcast um, and they were discussing with Teeny, who writes for Excalibur. She's written Excalibur. She also did parts of Swords. And she said that she makes an attempt to make sure Megan changes her hair color in every single comic. Cause she's like, that's a, she said it was just a thing she thought about. Like, if I had a power like that as a girl, I would be changing my hair all the time. And that is a detail I really valued about the comic is that powers weren't just a thing you bust out in fighting. It's a thing you do when like your everyday shit. You know, Mystique probably changes her boob size at least once a day. She's a D cup. One time you see her, then she's a C cup. But she has some athletic shit to do. She's an A cup. You never know what she's going to do. And that's the beauty of being a shapeshifter. But when Mad Jim Jaspers, he always changes his outfit. You're correct. But in this, I think something was going on. They were looking at the engines of like, they were so wrapped up in Dr. Doom and Betsy's tit for tat thing that I think it might probably just dropped out of the comic.
0: Yeah, I remember. I don't know if we discussed this or where I heard this from, but the friend of Mordred thing could be like a friend of Dorothy thing. hmm. Where it's supposed to, like, you know, if you're a friend of Mordred, you're like clearly much a witch breed. Like, mm-hmm. you're a friend of Dorothy, you're pretty much gay, even though it's still white supremacy because we don't use those those words in our community. Um, yeah. But, you know, you know, like, you know, maybe a friend of Beyonce or a friend of Janet might be better for us, uh, not a friend of Dorothy because girl don't no look friend of Diana, W Black Dorothy, you know, you know, whatever.
1: Uh, I would have uh, regarded it as a friend of Dorothy Dandridge, you know, give it to a right. classic, classic guy, crime, you know.
0: Yeah, but not, yeah, but suffice to say, like, I'm really interested in where this goes. Um, I do like uh Megan being an active part of the team, because Megan was a part of the original, original Excalibur, so like, it makes much more sense. Uh, The team seems like a hodgepodge of characters to me, so like, some vehicle cookie sleeve doesn't make sense. Uh, I do like... I think ever has a place, though. Like, like, Jubilee and Shogo and Richter and his shit and Captain Britain and her shit and Megan and her shit. Um, I'm still trying to figure out where Gambit fits in this without Rogue, but Rogue didn't make sense on the team either.
1: Um, irony of it, though, like, Gambit is the Rogue. Like, when I say that this is a Dan, Dungeons and Dragons campaign to the T... Like I read it and I didn't realize it until I started from the beginning over when I told you guys I was going to do that. I was rereading the entirety of Excalibur just to see what the fuck was going on. Um, and that's only when I did that when I actually liked the comic, is that there was a clear setup of like there's an obstacle. Then these are the people you need because they have a specific set of skills. And Gambit always comes through to me because he's almost practically useful mutant there, not because of his power power honestly the same thing as jubilee in the landscape of what's going on but you need a dude to know how to pick a lock
0: <laughs> oh yeah i mean him being a vagabond and uh and and basically the trade of uh of excalibur the scammer he gives it makes me sense. he can do um up close street magic and that's it and that's what he's here for because he doesn't even have like a passive ability of like being charming or being lucky or some kind of bullshit Charm. H- charm. Yeah. charm
1: Yeah, his charm. You everyone who meets him with the fuck him. But not in the kind of low-key sexual assaulty way that Dakin does it. You know.
0: Well shit, Nyman Dakin, uh, what's that nigga name who raped uh uh sorry, sorry, trigger warning, uh that sexually assaulted uh She-Hulk? Uh he was a he was a member of the uh of uh Avengers. He's a brother of Thanos. Eros?
1: Yeah. Star Fox? Have, like, yes. Yeah, Eros, he's the Eternal. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He uses abilities to like sleep with, I think, like a few of the Avengers, and uh, there was some like court case or some bullshit in the comics, but like, like Hawkeye, like a serial rapist.
1: Yeah, that's some Eternals bullshit. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, someone... Eternals are just like that. They yeah. just do shit like that. They're very much awful sometimes. Um, Cersei, especially. If if we uh if we reconfigured our gender politics just enough, Cersei needs to be looked at a certain light. But definitely they all have their place there, except for I'm gonna be honest, Jubilee. She has not had shit to do. She's the mother of a dragon, and that's all she's there for.
2: She's there to be Khaleesi.
1: Yeah, yeah, but not giving half of that. You know, when she went and said um true but like but jubilee, shogo wouldn't make sense if jubilee wasn't there true but it doesn't mean you know we probably get into that like what is it saying that her only purpose is as a mother um in these storylines because i think that's why when i want to say i liked her better as a vampire and everyone like freezes up and said, how dare you i'm like no but as a vampire she had things to do like her storylines were a bit more robust it wasn't just her showing up it was she's a vampire, cool, but like she also, I think she came out as bisexual when she was a vampire. And I think she did, generally she was in a lot more storylines because when you needed a vampire and you didn't have access to Blade, you always went to Jubilee.
3: Girl. I
1: just preferred her like that because it gave better storylines, honestly, than just makes not Crackle and itch. Pop.
2: I hate vampires so much.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm like, I I got like that too, uh, Showtime, where I'm just like, Twilight has ruined my like aesthetic for vampirism. Like, I'm just not interested. Uh, does not excite me. Um, I do think that like, uh, mm-hmm. making you believe bisexual is just lazy.
2: Like um, not everybody needs to be queer like we can make other characters yeah
0: like like her being asian and i think is enough of, of a thing like play up her more asian parts because like jubilee always comes across as like a biracial asian person like i don't like and a lot of times like people i thought she was like the way she was drawn specifically in the beginning she looked like she was a white girl especially in like her generation x days mm-hmm. she's like Nicki minaj with a uh, with a chinese thing, child she wasn't doing nothing
2: last name let it out let, chinese, it out let it out let's call
0: it she looked like she looked like black china with a chinese bang jubilee was not giving me asian back in the day she gave me asian now you know what i'm saying like i'm glad that, like they they got this set together but like back in the day she was giving me you know like oh i stripped down the king of diamonds and i got my chinese bang like the rest of the girls
1: i would agree with that but then i i'm trying to remember which comic it was i think it was in like america chavez's um comic that little like the little good, like it was actually well written, even though it didn't really do that much. Um, Jubilee was in it and she was featured heavily because she was regarded as a queer woman in that. And I think she had this really telling and beautiful storyline where she was discussing bisexuality in general. Uh, when she was dating a lesbian woman and she was like, My mutinous didn't come into it, my me being a vampire didn't come into it a lot, but she had this issue with me in regards to my bisexuality. And she talked about being like it was kind of a toxic abusive relationship. And, like, I think the representation in that and like allowing Jubilee to discuss this was my experience in this aspect of being queer um, that I never saw coming just for me, like, being a bisexual woman and being a mutant and, and like trying to go through the process of being an Asian woman as well, that I felt there was value in. There'll be one thing they just made her queer and they didn't do anything with it. But there was, once uh, she became queer or was recontextualized as queer in the comics. I think there was a bit more work that was done with her than was done with characters say like Mystique or Betsy where their queerness was just an aesthetic of the moment like the, honestly the moment Betsy came out was like the most page-turn moment ever it just happened she's like oh I don't really mind that Phantom Max is a woman in this body cuz I am bisexual it's kind of like when Xantana was came out as bisexual in DC as well Whereas antenna was spontaneously by and then like no one talked about it. It was like, this is me coming out and it doesn't actually matter for the long term. And then it just gets buried on the pages so much that you might forget it if you don't actively pay attention to that one moment. Yeah.
3: See, um, it's um...
1: see, go ahead. Oh no, I was just going to say
3: um, we had to move on to X-Force 23. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Alright, so here we are X-Force 23. Uh, it is all about Mikhail Rasputin finally showing his sketchy ass face and waiting to see what the fuck been going on with the Cerebro Sword with Zeno and these goddamn uh, Russian doll warriors and shit. So basically, it's about basically that Mikhail has set this up with Zeno to get these warriors to defend Russia, defend his his whatever he's doing with his life. And these Russian dolls basically um, are super soldiers who have been low-key given, like, special abilities to appear like mutants. But the thing is, I always find so weird sometimes in these situations is that, like, you know, they hate us, but they still want to be us. It is the old mantra of, 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 of white culture and tanning and y'all wearing box braids. These are basically uh, box braided human beings. Um, and then it proceeds with uh, Beast being inside of his uh, minutes. Um, <clears throat> Uh, this proceeds with uh, Beast being inside of his uh, lab, working on one of Russian dolls. He tries to kill it. Another Russian doll's inside of it, and it jumps inside of him. So he's spending time with Black Tom Cassidy to make one of those little mini Toms to jump inside of him to figure out how to get the thing out of him because it, it clearly climbed of climbed in that man's ear and is trying to kill him from inside. Which Beast deserves to die. But Beast is like, I'm too proud to die in his way. He had to be in a damn re- uh, resurrection queue for this shit. Um, Beast feeling his ways is like a mess uh, I'm rooting for the Russian doll to uh, kill Beast and uh, Macau had bigger plans for that cerebral sword and we're waiting to see what happens next my personal thoughts um, x Force is still a book that I like and like kind of weird about still I'm not like super duper a fan of it because I think the art is like it throws me off But seeing Macau Macau Rasputin back, and um, there's a specific daddy energy that the Rasputin men carry that I'm waiting to see what he's going to come up with. But I'm really curious what the fuck he's going to do with this sword. Thoughts, accusations?
3: I'm trying to see what he's been
2: trying to do with that damn cerebral sword since he took the bitch. Uh, We ain't seen his ass since he took the bitch. Right before X of Swords. Well, we all thought it was going to be the one of the swords that was going to come up but it didn't it hung out so i'm trying to see where that's where that's fitting to
1: go well for me i i saw the value in what Putin was doing and like a lot of it didn't make sense to me like like them talking about oh our writers in russia are especially special which is true russian writers are like infamous for being like masters of the craft of even prose Anything you look to a Russian writer, they will outdo you and just about everything, but I think definitely is rounding up time to wrap up whatever beast is doing because all he does is really just plot for me and like that's cool. But it's like, you need to give us something else, bro. Like, you can't just be plotting and everything you do fails. Or you do something like that's dramatically stupid, like keeping one of the creatures and trying to dissect it and think, like, oh, nothing bad is going to happen from this. I'm not going to use any type of PPE. I'm not going to wear a suit when doing this. Like, you're a scientist, bro, and like you're not doing scientist things. I just you want knew the things
2: just had smaller versions of themselves inside of each. Like, think through that, bro. <laughs>
1: Girl is simple, honestly. Girl is simple. It's very simple.
0: And it's I think he's
2: like smart as shit, and don't be remembering a goddamn thing.
0: And it's so unfortunate because I think everybody's kind of like getting hip to his shit now, and I think everybody's like, because cause you know, you know who's tired? Sage is tired. Sage is motherfucking tired. T I D E. She's tired. A fucking beast of shit.
3: Sage hasn't had a break in three years, and she don't sleep. Mama is tired.
0: (laughs) Mama is tired. Mama had to be in a hellfire club under disguise for 30 years. Mama is tired. Mama had to walk around in lace and panties for 30 years. Mama is tired. She probably got a little desk job sitting on her ass. And what's going on? Beast in the motherfucking background doing shit. Calm down, Randy Jackson. Calm down, Randy Jackson.
2: And whatever Beast is working on got Emma Frost standing over damn Sages Soldier like, god damn.
0: Like Sage sitting at the motherfucking terminal, like Nene leaks to them. I'm like, how did I get in it? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, ain't like, I to do nothing. How did I get in it? Like, like, like I need somebody to just, 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 just go at Beast, man. Like everybody else involved, just leave everybody else alone. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you know, I'm rooting for Sage, man. I really like. I really feel like Sage is getting, like you know, the bad end of the stick because of Beast bullshit.
2: God Beast is the one issue on that whole squad. The rest of the team is just fine.
1: Beast now, pop up sad? and shit
2: pops off.
1: God isn't damn. It sad? Isn't it sad that you're worse than Wolverine? Have you thought about that, Beast? Have you thought about it? No one wants you. It's not because you're big, blue, and hairy. You're on a mutant continent right now. Like, that's sexy to a lot of people. You, this like a lot for Coens. I mean, a rocky mutant who will probably be really into you, Beast. But you are a dickhead. You are just you're the worst version of every single thing that Xavier represented. You are exactly what Xavier would turn out if he raised himself.
0: Well, I think I think part of the problem, largely too, with the X Force team concerning Beasts is that they are a team of real spies and black ops kind of people. Sage, Wolverine, uh, Domino, minus Quentin Quire. But like I will say that Quentin even knows his place. Like Quentin's not like really like rookie. trying. Rookie. To... Yeah, yeah, and he's he's in learning. I think that's a great thing to do as as an as an employee. It's like you may not be the best, but you have to be willing to learn, regardless of what your subs, uh, your skill set is. But Beast is just like, well, girl, I've been an X Men since 1965, girl, and I've been here, and I'm gonna do what I want to do. Nah, bitch, you fucking up. You fucking up the ship. Everybody else, you're gonna get us all in trouble.
1: And Let's talk about that. Were you a good X Men? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Were you good at your job? Because Beast that's...
2: is is Xavier's version of Exodus to Magneto.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Ooh, shade.
3: Butcher. He is
1: not good. And i was like, we liked you better as a kid. I liked you way better when you were a teenage kid running around doing magic. It made it was like, wow. I never thought of seeing Beast in that light. I liked him with his blue fur, his white fur. I liked that he was okay. Like. Getting busy with the other world's Madeline Pryor.
2: No, when when Teenage Beast was doing magic, he only was doing magic because he realized that his science was inept.
1: Mm-hmm. Science was inept. He said everything I do back in the day was advanced for his time. Now I'm just doing basic shit that everyone already can do. And also, I think he was a. Af- also mentioned like being afraid, Loki, okay, of like if I stay on the path of science anyway, I'm just going to turn out like that asshole. And you see it, you. No one sees it better than yourself, honestly. He had the right idea. Um, and even when I, I would prefer to would stay the sorcerer. I honestly I think there should be a meeting in the quiet council about shuffling positions up. I what I would prefer is if they took someone else to lead X Force, not anyone on the team. I like Sage. I think it'd be a bit more dramatic if she got passed on for that promotion. Cause I want to see her stifle against it. I want to see an original Force member. Put Warren in charge of the X-Force.
0: Wor- Worthington? Yeah. Take him off
2: X-Corp and put him in X-Force?
1: Yeah. And not just... Like, I don't want him as just Angel. I want him as Archangel. I want Archangel leading that shit. Because I thought about it, and I'm like, I've never really given Warren a chance, honestly. he To me, he was the most boring member of the X-Men. Uh, I'm like, when they replaced him with Storm on just about every single team, I'm like, good. It's- Because if I want a flyer, again, everyone agrees. You want a flying person with a lot of power behind them who can do shit. You call Storm. You don't call Angel. You don't think of Angel ever until he's flipping out and trying to start another apocalypse situation. Basically. And I'm like, it's unfair for me to say that. When I'm like, there's things, perhaps, that Warren can do. I think throwing him in charge of the X-Force situation and seeing what he is like at his darkest would be enjoyable now that we're agreeing that apocalypse isn't necessarily wrong does that necessarily mean we need to get rid of Archangel entirely does that mean we need to embrace this aspect of his power let's let me see that and then throw separate them yeah like a situation yeah like separate archangel and from
2: angel so that archangel can come over to x-force and angel stays doing his x-corp
1: shit with uh doing his white man stuff yeah yeah and beast just gets to get fucked up by magic 24 7 because he can't compete it'll just be a humbling experience he does not like magic he's never liked magic until he was a teenager just throw him someplace he needs to go just to shut up and lose a good 20 times maybe turn him into a demon like we know is apparently going to happen to him eventually
2: i mean he can go hang out with uh, dr doom
1: um him and dr doom would be best friends mm-hmm
2: Dr. Doom that still don't have his doctorate, so, you know, he's over here, Um, about Dr. Omar um, Johnson
1: and uh, right. Sebby-ing it, but, you know. But you yeah. know who has their doctorate and is never called a doctor? Voodoo. Brother Voodoo. And that's just me. We're gonna keep that and save that. Oh, no, I
2: always call that young man uh, Dr. Voodoo, because we put respect.
1: And we're gonna yeah. talk about um, that in a second when we move on to the next topic, um, which I believe... It,
3: Marauders
1: 24. Yep. So, I'm so sorry, baby. <laughs>
3: Go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: Do you have anything else to say about that? Oh, no, no, about, we're good. We're good? No, no. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, um, in the beginning of Marauders 24, we have this character, Eden Rixlow, who is on this shuttle shooting past uh, the sword station. And they're asking his business on why he's coming to that part of um, the system. He says he has business on Earth. And they begin to shoot at him. And he crash lands on um, planet Araco. I guess that's the um, Port Prometheus. Yeah, Port Prometheus, I believe. And then um, he busts open the doors. He says he's looking for the White Queen of Mutant, which we all know is Emma Frost. So we see um, next, the marauders coming onto this, sh- coming um, into Iraq on this giant ass saucer. And it's basically Iceman, Pyro, Bishop, and um, Kate Pride and the White Queen. And they're accompanying um, Bishop on some business. So um, White Queen and Kate Pride, they are going around in the town. Um, Kitty's looking for blasters. Um, they run into uh, uh, Sebastian Shaw at the bar, and then we come into this data page where it's explaining that um, even Rixlow—he goes by a couple different aliases—he was a—he was a, um, he was a uh, honorable discharge from the Nova Corps, and he has quite a, a bit of a criminal record. And go from that into him having some dialogue with um, the white queen. Basically, um, Emma Frost stole his ship. And I guess she mind wiped him at some at some point. And he's saying he can't um he would never agree to give her his ship and all of that stuff. Um then he proceeds to try to shoot uh, Emma Frost and then Kitty starts eating his ass badly. Which I don't like that the white woman feeding up on a black man like that. <laughs> but um so um let's see, she says that um she needed a way to um uh discreetly jaunt into space and she needed uh transportation and um the ship um basically works on the telepathic control, um, all of this stuff. Um he says, "Uh, let me see. Yeah, so he throws a bomb. Sebastian Shaw jumps in, absorbs the energy, um, and then um, he's they offer him a bit of a payoff. So they give him um the Mysterium, which is their uh, I guess that Krakowin metal that they um that they have, and um." He says that um, he, he says he would, oh, I don't, sorry, I'm so off. Um, Yeah, so he basically says, thanks for making him richer, all of this stuff. And then he says he's taking the Mysterium and his ship. He opens a section of the ship and then he launches the Marauders into space. And then um, they're seen floating and then we jump to um, the X Men's treehouse, and you see somebody that has um, is trying to have a uh, has one of those uh, Molotov cocktails going to set the treehouse on fire, and then um, the intervention of um, Chantel, Lord Chantel. Um, she basically intervenes, and that's basically the end of the book. So. Um, really, you really just got introduced to this character. Emma Frost steals his ship, and um, they give him a payoff. And he says he's not just going to take that; he's taking his ship back along with the metal. So, any thoughts on that one?
2: Comes
1: from um, black man.
2: Yeah, I, I, I was upset that um, this black man owed this white woman that I love um, so much. Um, then also. I really want Sebastian Shaw to die and be dead for forever. And the fact that we're bringing up his previous um, victim is gonna really bother me, but you know,
1: Marvel. Listen, I, Sebastian Shaw was one of the characters I was introduced to in person, like not just his legacy, but like reading wise was during like the Five Lights situation in the Messiah after the Messiah complex and he was better to me when he was amnesiac when amnesiac I didn't understand why everyone hated him so much um like Emma Frost was just giving him shit I was like Emma Frost is always giving someone shit She she bullied a teenage girl and just for the last of it but then I started getting more deeper and deeper and then like his memories came back and I was like oh this man's the devil um he needs to die he needs to i think he needs to exercise that protocol of like respect this land um that sebastian shaw clearly has not intended on following and doing something to him permanently um whether it is changing his 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 resurrection protocols that he's last on the list or just generally just fucking with his body so he comes at the gold egg next time it's completely drastically different um because he's not a good person i lived when i saw chantel at the end uh because she was eating in that outfit um everything was right the fashion was right she was looking good I had said but in the general scheme of things with this issue i think there are a lot of callbacks going on i think that callbacks remind reminding people like hey emma frost can go diamond in the split of a second um and she mastered that literally in the thing we won't talk about ivx um, for one specific purpose. So she's not not combat ready. She is. Um in general, I think this was like one of those issues that just bridges you to something else. Um particularly because all of them, I assume, died with the exception of Kitty. Um Kitty, I think, can survive the Vacuums of Space um, in her intangible state. So she might just be the only person who remembers everything. But in terms of that, them beating the shit out of him because he got robbed. I'll say it's Emma Frost. <laughs> of course she robbed you. Like of course, of course she robbed you. I'm not sure what the time scale of when she robbed him was. It appears I think she must have did it within continuity just before she developed her secondary mutation. because um, I'm not exactly sure when they recruited her or if she just didn't show him. That she can go diamond because she's like i don't like doing that um that's not for a polite company you'll never see me go diamond and lose my best power never that sweetie um yeah and everything here tracks this this is i just need the marauders to get to something next um i know that they are meddling around with looking more closely at Araco um as the marauders I think because I think everyone has kind of just officially passed the book of the medicines onto X-Corps right now and say, y'all handle that while we go deal with this inner circle bullshit. I'm excited to see something else, honestly. Kate is starting not to give. Emma Frost is always giving, but she's not the leader technically of this team. And Bishop needs to stop just being pretty in the corner.
2: I mean, he's busy working with x-corp charging the internet or whatever the fuck. i don't
1: yeah he's an electric man he he serves the he works for the power plant
2: and i don't That's know the... what they were why they kept saying that he was part of increasing that because he can't generate energy he would only just be controlling it so I was yeah he's a
1: regulator
2: but we know from previews that bishop is probably going to be joining the quiet council and sebastian is probably going to leave when mystique is so all of this is just like clearly set up for that to happen
1: mm-hmm. i think Chantel's gonna kill him honestly I, i'm all for her
2: i'm um, all for that too
1: just cut him in half fuck him kill him
3: yeah because he has her out
1: quite a few times exactly kill him but not publicly take him someplace else Make it seem like he's going off someplace for a long extended visit and then killing him so that they can't resurrect him without probable cause.
2: And nobody's going to request X
1: Factor to go see if he's dead, nobody cares. No one likes Sebastian Shaw. It's like if Fenris died, who gives a fuck?
0: Maybe his own child doesn't like his eyes, not for real, for it.
1: But uh, <laughs> Shinobi
2: doesn't even know currently, he's that's not part of his memory.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. He doesn't know about his father setting him up. Yeah,
1: uh. yeah, and that's the only Shinobi. reason why he's um, he's part of his court. Plus, Shinobi is, like, looking at his daddy and going, like... There's, like, this, those weird moments during the Exorcist event when Shinobi was just watching shit. I think there's something else going on. I hope he's making a power play to kill his daddy. I hope he's working with Chantel. We'll see. Mirage was just a very must situation. I think... We got one glorious moment with Emma. I think I applauded when basically Araco mutants called you know, Earthlings, Earthers, basically a slur, and said, "We don't serve your kind here." they like, damn straight Araco? <laughs> I up with yeah. that hard body.
0: <laughs> I think the thing is like about the issue that like, um, it was good. I, the art kind of threw me off because I, that was Cable's artist, so I was like, mm-hmm. "What am I looking at?" um that kind of threw me off uh but i will say it was a good issue for me nothing that was confusing too that the guy' name was eden and manifold's name is eden too so i was like i was it just took me like a second to realize it wasn't the same character but like you really have two black characters named eden like y'all running out of ideas the names
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, do we have in the M- right
0: um, <laughs> because if you like, were to say like, steven and you
2: have no idea which one of these characters that is right
0: but eden is a very specific name Bobby. And shout out to my man Peepers, man. Like, all the hoes love Peepers.
1: Hold on, deck. like Peepers
2: walked in, and all the girls was like,
3: oh, my God! Oh my God, Peepers!
1: Where you been? Peepers, 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 just... Peepers
3: coming
0: across as that nigga who went to jail and did a bid and came home, and all the girls was like, oh, my God, Peepers is back from jail, y'all. My boo is back. Faye is back. And, like, Peepers, the
1: Peepers, Peepers, right the, the brotherhood the hell Club, right. like peepers got around peepers is just it's the wisdom you know
0: yeah like i don't peepers know so people's peepers, like he's he's a soft top that we love i know people's got a big dick too he ain't got a lot i know people you can tell like when them eyes jump out at you like you know like when he in that meet we in, in that meet the meat, like you know them eyes be jumping out when he meet the meat, like you know they do <laughs> Like people's calm down. I'm about to bust. Ooh, your eyes get big. People's. Ooh. School peoples. Slow down, daddy. Ooh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. I know, I know, I know people try to go meet the meat. I know he is. Look at them. You see nigga with eyes like they didn't know they try to go meet the meat. I'm just saying. I I I I know men. I know I know a lot of things, but I know men. I'm like Blanche I know men. And people's wanna go meet the meat
1: it swears me every single time y'all swears me y'all swears me i say well black word, always well, starting something well <laughs> it is usually you
0: <laughs> it is usually you <laughs> oh,
1: really?
0: yeah people try to go meet the meet though but other than that.
1: that had, I, peepers out he goes to a Rocco.
0: <laughs> baby let me say, <laughs> they try to go to like they like who oh, the new man in town yeah, already did a bed down on earth. He must be a thug girl. He's like, he to meet to meet.
1: That's some strong genetics. That's right. He'll get you an Omega.
0: Right. What does Peoples even do? That's the question. I don't know what Peoples even does. They're like, you gotta be a legendary ass nigga. Nobody knows what you do. You just in the streets.
1: He just an advisor. <laughs> he
2: got tips. <laughs> right. He works with the girls uh with the six on the sword to see the something.
1: I, don't now, mean- I think his purpose is perception, like in that grand. Basically, let's talk about Sward. That's literally just they're just a factory now. Like, it started off like we are a space exploration team. We respond for the I Was like, not really? Because you guys discovered Mysterium, so now you guys are just a minting company. You you make the Mysterium and you give it out. Pretty
0: much. Yeah, 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 That's I, something
1: I, s Corps can do. They can make Mysterium products.
0: X Corps right is a waste. Of I, could, I would say to get rid of the book. It's a waste of a bug. It's because giving Celine I love Monet, something to do and
2: money. I
1: love Celine. I would say maybe just put it on hiatus for a second, have a meeting with the writers, go maybe we should change the trajectory of this just a little bit. Um, we got Mysterium now. We didn't have that to begin with. And this is the better product than you just huffing around drugs. Like a pharmaceutical company. So figure some shit out with Mysterium. Drugs and That's the your internet. job. Basically drugs and the internet. Wi-Fi for all. Not world hunger. <laughs> right. Wi-Fi.
2: Girl. Mutants are the, is a the evolution of humanity on the planet and y'all ain't figuring out solving these other niggas problems. Oh, okay, cool.
0: All right so
3: Um,
0: so, i think from here we can make our way to the trial of magneto number two
2: so the book opens with uh magneto apparently uh in his castle room whatever the fuck his house on Krakoa. uh so he thinks uh, but it turns out that it is uh charles and hope um Hope did not want to participate in this, but uh, Charles convinced her to. Um, to trying to that. see if uh, Magnita will confess psychically. Um, as part of that, uh, they Charles and Hope are talking, and it is made very, very apparent that Hope is not with the shits because she asked why she didn't, uh, why he didn't ask Gene uh, or Emma to assist him, um, and instead asked her, um, and then brought forth sort of like um, a good reasoning why the, why he would want to keep it secret from other members of the uh, Quiet Council, former or present. Um, and then we see that the uh, first actual official visitors to the island nation of Krakoa are the Avengers coming to collect Wanda's body. Um, the X-Men are sent to greet them uh, but we see the X-Men and some of the various random mutants that we have seen throughout other books um, there to greet the Avengers. Uh, the Avengers uh, brought Wasp, uh, Vision, Captain America, Iron Man, um, all of whom have uh, sort of close ties to Wanda. Um, and then there are be a tour throughout the island. Um, Then they realize that because Hope is off with Charles trying to interrogate uh, Magneto, that there is no psychic uh, to prevent the Avengers from seeing the Arbor Magnum um, and giving away the secret of resurrection. Uh, So as they're touring through they're basically saying "Uh, sort of fuck it, uh, only to find out that Emma Frost and the Cuckoos uh, had actually uh gone to the arbor magnum and are psychically blocking the avengers from seeing it they think that they're just on the beach just you know out here stunting and they um are the girls wearing bikinis i don't think the girls are wearing bikinis they're all in one pieces looking bad as fuck um then we see uh x factor going through um magneto's home Um, to see uh, if they can investigate what happened to Wanda. We see sort of why the X-Factor team uh, was put together. Uh, Rachel doing the one and only useful thing that she's good for, uh, chrono skimming, um, to see through uh, what happened in Magneto's home. We see that he had uh, taken the uh, cradle of the cerebral cradle um, off its, uh, I guess, resting place in his house um off someplace right before uh Wanda was murdered and then they continue to try to investigate what went on with that um while the uh, Avengers are being given a further tour throughout the island only to discover that uh Quicksilver shows up um on his own separately from the rest of the Avengers I'm going to assume his speedster ass ran there and you know I'm rolling my eyes at the speedsters um to discover that Magneto actually had uh, escaped while Charles went off um, to see to things uh, at the Arbor Magnum um, that Hope released him from his interrogation. Uh, he went and escaped. He changed, changed his costumes, notably to his traditional red and purple uh, costume. Uh, prior to that, he had been wearing the white on Krakoa and then throughout the trial, he was wearing black And now he's back in his villain costume, which I thought was noteworthy uh, for them to say, uh, for them to do. Um, And he takes out his son and Northstar first uh, to take out the speedsters. And then the rest of the X-Men and Avengers uh, are there uh, and part of X-Factor since they're at the, what is the name of their building? At the Boneyard. Um, And, Magneto ends up facing off against Polaris, who actually surprisingly does a really good job of uh, defending against her dad, uh, while the other members of X Factor and the X-Men are trying to rein in Magneto um, before the Avengers join in the fight. Uh, In the midst of them about to fight, um, uh, Wanda actually comes down from the sky while Mystique is off in the woods watching everything. Wanda comes down and says a whole bunch of really weird sounding shit that doesn't sound like the Wanda from prior to, from what we've seen of Wanda prior to her dying, um, and then she comes over and basically makes out with Vision, and she and Vision weren't a thing for quite a while now, so it's kind of weird, but she's allegedly back, um, and that was the end of the issue.
1: Smells like bullshit to me. Smells uh- <laughs>
3: bullshit. Mm-hmm
1: so i have a lot of theories about what's going on but it definitely ties into my feelings about the new meetings uh, last week where we were witnessing which was like quite literally the um a schism and decisions making between the five and the quiet council and the five like bucking going you might suggest things to us and we can regard it as you know important and then we can discuss it within ourselves but in the end of the day, we decided to do this as the five without you. And we will continue to operate without you because we see the protocols and we see what y'all are trying to do. You're trying to come up. You, you're building a, a really weird hierarchy here in which people who are mutants are not being properly represented. And they are 100% right. The Quiet Council is so caught up in their own bullshit politics that they are causing active damage to Coca-Cola. They aren't respecting the land. And a lot of the decisions, and like I wouldn't be surprised if Hope is 100% high behind a lot of this bullshit. Just to see what would happen. Because Hope, it's very curious that Hope is the one involved with this, because she squashed everything with Wanda, you know, way back when in AVX. Yeah. They were cool, they fought, Hope laughed her eye out, and then Hope sat down and went, damn, technically there's not much difference between you and Jean Grey. What happened, what went down? My fears about what's going to happen to me is very much what happened to you. Maybe we are being a little hard on you, Um, which a lot of people were like, haha, no, you're not being hard enough. But it is the dynamic of Hope's character. And so when she's sitting there invading her, her own father's mind and like trying to attempt entrapment through telepathy and, you know, Hope not with that cop shit, it It all rubs a bit weird. Like, the first thing y'all saw me say as soon as I saw Vision kissing up on Wanda, I was like, they're not together. In fact, the very last thing you ever heard of Wanda in a relationship was with Jericho. And she literally went from the school at Strange Academy through the portal into fucking Karkoa. Quite literally a few issues back, I want to say at least seven issues behind in Strange Academy it was Magneto inviting her through an email um, to Krakoa. So if like, the breadcrumbs are there for me to say justifiably, I don't buy that they're actually together. And it might not be Mystique behind it. I think Mystique had a thing to do with some of this shit, but very much is giving all the things that were adding up to what happened. Hope very well could have did all that shit herself.
2: What I just now thought about was that if she's back If this is actually Wanda has returned, the only way that they would have been able to do that through the resurrection protocols would be to bring her back to Uncanny Avengers Wanda, which would have been before her relationship with uh, Voodoo, and she would have been with Vision. So if this is actually brought back Wanda, then it would be through the resurrection protocols, because that would be the only way that she would just be all up in Vision's face like this
1: not exactly quite because when she last was her when she was last a mutant, um it was like around the axis event and just before the axis event um yeah vision that was uncanny her,
2: uh avengers
1: yeah so around then vision was still being a dickhead towards her correct uh-huh. like he was still like she came back and the vision was like and she joined the team and then she went to Vision to ask him how he felt about everything. He was like, "I'm disgusted by you. I don't like you. I don't Oh, fuck that's with right. You. He he met her at the door, opened the door, and said that shit to her, and then basically and closed the her face. And then she broke down. Like, yeah, it was like really vicious. And she broke down crying and shit. He was like, "I don't give a fuck," and walked away. And it was like a really dark moment. Honestly, Vision didn't look that good in that moment. It was really uh, even like you know aboard the Wanda hate train. It was like you kind of. Is a of misogyny, dude. <laughs> she she had a, a psychotic break. You were her husband. Maybe you should just understand, but he did But the last the last time you he heard of it, so it's like either they're retconning their relationship around it, or they're misremember, misremembering things, or like this it, is not really
2: Wanda. It's somebody yeah. fucking around. But I I peeped how they had Mystique in the. In the woods, so that we all knew this wasn't Mystique doing her. this.
1: Cause you don't ever want to blame her.
3: <laughs>
1: I mean, she's got Inferno to,
2: to do with, so she's about to burn the fucking island down.
1: Yeah, she got a gasoline to buy. She got matches to purchase. She' busy. She don't have minions anymore.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think she they're trying to make. It, right. I think they're trying to make it look like Mystique is behind this, but I don't think she is. I think I think it's like it's purposeful, like to like oh, let's put her in the bushes. Like it's a Scooby Doo adventure. Like Velma, move, 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 Velma. What are you doing? You didn't do nothing. Move, Velma. We all know old man Whitaker who who lives down in the shed who did this. (laughs) Now, now I need you to get out the way because you know you got to get ready for your next show. You're not gonna be on this one, but like it's really interesting. I will say that um. That Magneto confessing was kind of I don't I don't I'm sorry, I hate to say it. Why are we here? Why are we here?
3: I think the um, whole because point
1: is Wanda's
2: this, story arc needed to go somewhere because WandaVision.
1: They're quite yeah. literally just gonna bring her back to the mutant. I know they're gonna do that. That's the only reason they would do this is to bridge that gap of those stupid editorial decisions made in the first place was undoing her mutanthood. They're gonna make her a mutant again. I know it, but my they thing it is for the, about the mystery. Huh? They,
0: they undid it for the MCU, which was even the dumber part.
1: Yeah, because it makes no sense. Why is she not a mutant? Where's her power coming from? Then is it? Oh, she's just this magical thing. That's it. But that's like you guys kind of fucked yourself because magic was never that big of a thing in the MCU anyway. She right. could have just been a mutant.
2: And y'all kind of just, you know, oh, we didn't know she was a mutant. Her way into being a mutant. That's fine,
1: because, because we knew now mutants. Use- yeah, especially because now you know they're looking for a tie-in. They're trying to figure out like, how do we bring them this entire team of motherfuckers into this universe that does not get so stupidly convoluted that everyone just goes, that's bullshit. Right. And we talked about this before with like the Eternals and how this is a sample of like them experiment to like, what can we do with a team. That isn't the Avengers. That won't take seven movies to tell, um, and they need to introduce the idea of mutants real soon because they flopped with the Inhumans so hard. And oh god, that show was so fucking bad. How you? Medusa's whole
2: fucking power is her hair can move, and in the first episode, you shave her bald. Why are we here? Yeah,
3: I I couldn't I, get. I, yeah. yeah. I couldn't get past like the first thirty minutes of that episode, the first episode. I was like, "This is not, this is not good."
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was concerned. It was, it was, it was giving uh, the Flash season seven. It, it it was. I was very concerned.
2: And then I found out later uh, on down the road that they had hired a sign language uh, like expert to come up with a sign language specifically for Black Bolt, but the actor just said, "Fuck it." And did his own bullshit with what, that black her. lady
0: in uh in Florida.
2: Yeah, yes, he did exactly that shit. <laughs> Just was bullshit. So the deaf community was like, "Girl, right? What was this
1: right?" No, this reminds me of this video. This girl was like going around scamming people, like police, yep. and, like police and stuff. That black lady she- in Florida. <laughs> everyone like she was an expert, and it was like we just didn't do enough research. And she was just on the TV screen, just like
0: she was just moving hands. She was like, I was like, I was like, I don't even know. This was offensive
1: to me. Like (laughs) she clearly doesn't look like she's like translating anything. Her finger, like anyone who's seen anyone do sound signing anything, has known that their dexterity with their hands is together. She was sloppy. It was.
2: It, looks, it didn't, it didn't even look, even look like look she was saying words. It just looked like hand movements. It didn't look like words. She, right.
3: It, it, it didn't she look hard, said, like Yeah, she, like she was she was throwing up like seven gang signs. I ain't gonna lie, I think that's <laughs> fine.
1: Not just gang signs as someone in the game. It was like giving an arc. It was giving <laughs> it was undercover, you know, officer. <laughs> it like it was giving Get like together. when you got
0: to- when you about to spill some big tea, the family reunion, everybody trying to stop you from saying it, so everybody in the background like moving hands and shit. That's what it was giving.
1: Yes. It wasn't Very even bad. giving magicians. It wasn't. Cause you know, the magicians, they be together. They, right. those are serious actors. They act down on that show. But overall, I I think, I do think with the trial of Magneto, there's, there needs to be something soon. I do not think this should have been a monthly um, comment comic I thought it really should have been wrapped up in a month because if you're trying to get the energy of WandaVision um like after we had to roll that out sooner like the buzz is still going but like either do it now and do it quick or wait until Multiverse of Madness comes out it's just
2: this book just gives me you could have kept X Factor going and this would just be it.
1: And it's like, it was so X Factor dependent, too. Like, that entire first issue, that breakdown was like, right. this is everything that the X Factor did well. I Honestly, it reminded me of how much I lived that moment in the first X Factor book when they were like, okay, so let's break down how this person died. And then, or that moment when they looked at um, at Siren and she was lying to their face. And it was just like, so how many times have we caught her just lying to us? And then each one was like, telepathically, she was lying. He was like, I read every tick of her face, she was lying. Uh, the
2: scents, the pheromones this, that she had, it, like, they went each see, each sense down the line. All of them were like, yeah, girl. So we all, each of us individually knew you were lying. And then Prodigy knows from all of us that you're lying.
1: So now what's up? It was like, you tried it, bitch, <laughs> you tried it. And this moment of like that first issue of when they were looking at the crime scene and they were like, We're about to get really graphic here and tell you exactly that this girl is dead. Um, and like down to them saying, like, all right, so she was definitely impacted. I can see the literal chemical trails of iron and copper on her throat. Um, I can see exactly what happened, like there are ligaments on her wrist that block her from making gestures so she can cast a spell is going down. And then just looking at how much detail that went into. And me knowing police dramas, because, you know, I'm a law and order S for you, girl. I'm like, it's not who you think it is. It's not Magneto. It has to be someone you least expect, but is the most likely person to get down like that. You need an assortment of powers to do this. So either all the five did it together, or it was hope. Mm. It's sort of a conspiracy. Because only hope can duplicate this many amount, this amount of powers. And also, I've seen Charmed, and I know the comic writer for this book also watched Charmed. There was an episode of Charmed where this exact situation happened. Where they were like, this dude who created this thing had to have a bunch of different powers. And it was, like, it was a telepath. He was stealing their powers and using it in an assortment of ways, back to back to back to back. And literally framed a murder that he couldn't be caught in because everyone thought his power was stupid. I'm just saying Hope has the will to kill. We know she does. We know she does. Hope isn't Jean Grey. <laughs> she might be look like one of her daughters, but she is not. Right. Hope Summers is one of the few redheads I can tolerate.
2: I would much rather Rachel than Hope, and that says a lot because I don't like Rachel at all. Uh, Rachel's well, Rachel. only use is to chrono skim. That is... Her only use. Her only
1: use. She is an Very Omega great. level chrono skimmer. That's her epithet. She's an Omega level chrono skimmer. It's a good, useful power.
2: Every other telepath, telekinetic is more useful at both powers than she is. She is only useful as a chrono skimmer. Yeah, okay.
1: Remember when Emma Falls beat your ass just being better at you, better at the power you're stronger in? She beat your ass. And she was the Phoenix host at the time. just so yeah. doesn't make says,
3: sense. That, 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 that says a
1: lot. <laughs> since you're not your mother, you'll never be her. You will never it just doesn't be make cute. sense to me
0: that she can't, that they have Rachel so powered like this. Like you grew up in a dystopian future where you had to use your abilities like they would have to like force their way to do things and then you were a hound and you also a Phoenix bearer and you can't beat Emma Frost. Like, you should be that you should be able to be Emma Frost just on the strength of your mammy alone. Just be like you played it, you didn't play with my daddy, you played my whole family. You should be whipping her ass on that alone. You can't beat Emma Frost's ass.
2: She can't beat
1: uh Betsy, she can't beat Monet, right? Monet, Clarney. And that X Men Volume 4 I- issue, when like they were chasing down the um Lady Death Strikes, of um, Armed Militia, when they stole the uh. Our, it was kind of like the Arcola route or something. It was Sublime Sister. They stole that shit. And then Monet was like, okay, scan their minds all at once right now. And then like Rachel was like, I can't do that. And she looked at her with disgust and said, girl, do you want to run training missions in the danger room real quick? Because you are struggling. I'm not even a full telepath. I'm root level at best. And girl, you are sad. But then again, Monet had full training for Emma Frost. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Monet got her degree. Mm-hmm. Sink might have died in the process. Emma
2: Frost does not play about teaching her girls. She definitely no. Doesn't. She Mother. does not play. All of her I girls would...
3: are big fucking boots. Yeah. If I was a telepath, I would definitely want Miss Frost to give me some lessons, because I, well, I want- Even if I want my power that.
2: is just very faintly, slightly towards psychic, maybe, kinda, um, I'll take You don't even need to be that, look at, Bobby.
1: look at Bobby. Look at Bobby, look at the Hellions. Each of the Hellions ate down, each of them. Oh, you right, because each she taught-
2: Did she teach Elixir? No, she didn't, she never taught Elixir. Elixir
1: was on the opposite team, but then the step for Cuckoos unlocked the rest of his powers. The staff person was like, you don't really need to be going to struggle more like this. Let's just go into Beast's head, take some of that, and throw it your way. You don't need to struggle like this, baby. You're you can't heal paper cut. Then he sad. created
2: a um, uh, an X-shaped tumor in Vanisher's head. After that, he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna just gonna go ahead and heal you and give you cancer at the same time. Great.
1: Quentin choir, You know, a lot of people. He was it was a drugs talking through him, you know, he had his, he had his, you know, addiction phase, and that kind of got in the way of things, but, you know, Quentin Quire, still one of the greatest telepaths on the planet, you know, top, definitely top three, top three telepaths on the planet. I mean, Some, he's one of
2: the two Omegas.
1: Somehow. That's not get into like, that don't make no sense why he's a, he should not be an Omega level telepath, he shouldn't be. He should not be an Omega level telepath, and yet he is.
0: all right so we need to run to our circuit party topic led by the lovely back black word what is this topic that you've chosen for us today
1: hello babies yeah it's time for the circuit party um so today we're going to be discussing magic and witch breeds mostly on account of next week our issues going to feature heavily into getting rid of the worst sorcerers to bring to every live dr strange he's dying soon quote unquote evidently So, you know, it's time to rehash our things about magic in the Marvel Universe, especially why the the Sorcerer Supreme of this solar system should probably be a mutant. Um, So, so far in this new era of Donovan's, we learned a lot about what it means to be a mutant, not just in the common sense of like, oh, they're a minority group. And they've been marginalized so much and like you know so much has happened to them but apocalypse is run in excalibur has been in, in reclaiming the history and the culture and civilization that is a mutant kind that has always existed not just in the context of oh mutants since the 1960s it's like no there's been mutants since the dawn of humanity and they have not just been sitting around running afraid they've been doing magic they've been kings they've been usurpers They've been a country on Akara, and they are mostly black, um, and so that is the privilege of also understanding that magic has to exist for them as well, not just in like that sense of Doctor Strange is shooting energy beams out his fingers and like eating weird shit just to power himself, but also magic as a faith system. You know, their healers, their religion, their faith, their Book of Shadows, aka the the Book of Akaba. Um, all of that comes down together. And it very also explains why Celine is that bitch um down, all the way down. And she doesn't seem to shy away from being higher than everyone else around her. Um, in a way that you don't really see again until Storm is born. Um, so I was wanted to discuss like the idea of mutant magic and like looking at the history of it and like the X-Men. But also like understanding that weird facet that the X Men have never done well against magic. They've always gotten their ass beat by it, and it's kind of why they were about to lose that war against Arakko, until Apocalypse had to you know get into some semi abusive territories by beating up his wife. Um, so, where are you guys' thoughts? I know a lot of people don't always feel the best about Excalibur because it's so convoluted. I know a lot of people don't really relate to the X-Men as a sorcery and magic fantasy story, but the elements to me are working out. And I think I really appreciate the historical implications that are going on in the story, especially that Mordred secretly having always been a mutant thing.
2: I think it's telling that the last time,
1: um, or not the
2: last time, but one of the most prominent times where the title of Sorcerer Supreme Uh, was being passed on from uh, Dr. Strange prior to his upcoming death What included three, four at the time uh, mutants on the list of people who could have possibly been his successor, and that was Storm, Selene, Wiccan, and Wanda, who was a mutant at the time, um, that they were included on that list. That they were not picked um, was interesting, but now that we see that Uh, the mutants have moved uh, to be the uh, governing body of the solar system, that it would make sense for it to be passed on to a mutant. And then we also have magic, who's the Sorcerer supreme of Limbo.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I'm glad to see more magic come up in X-Men, because I feel like magic shouldn't be relegated to just uh, flat scans. They don't deserve magic. Um, I feel like it's a situation where... um, i hope they don't muddy it up too much and kind of keep things i think like i don't mind seeing magic being used in other books but i need excalibur to be the bible of it you kind of get what i'm saying yeah like,
2: like the central book like if you were going to do a bunch of avengers books and tell an individual story that this is the avengers book
0: basically right like the like the, the all the terminology and language comes from excalibur all the magic stuff happens in this kind of like the bulk of it. Um, but I don't want it to be a situation where uh like you're incorporating like a magical like I mean like like well magic is kind of the only person outside of like Excalibur who kind of like is um a magical mutant who, you know, delves in that bullshit but doesn't really like it's not the whole crux of their character. I don't want to see a magical based character that's that's the crux of their identity in let's say X Force. I just don't
1: want to see it. Right. But that would break the story anyway, even though it would be the smartest thing to do. Literally, I still think Beast needs to be a wizard. Um, but I definitely see that, especially because everyone looks at Excalibur, and it's not just like they're casting spells and bullshit, but there is a culture to it that they also regard as like incredibly holy. Like, Richter going to the druids and meeting up with them and when Victor when, uh, was in need and he's like we need to move this lighthouse and I can't do this alone. Um, the druids came through for him. They were like we got your back you need help you direct this and we will power you. And like that sense of like collective community work all at once was extremely special. Is that something I would want to see? And like literally Prodigy is on X Factor and he is also technically a sorcerer. Um, and it's all the telling that he doesn't always regard or remember that he has those skills um, when he's in his position because he's not really, like, the same feeling that Richter got when he became a druid and he's like, this is magical and I need to be a part of it and not a part of who Prodigy is. He's like, I'm a dude with a Swiss army and i got a bunch of different skills and I will only use what comes up in the moment that I need to use it. Um, Excalibur is a story I think, like, I didn't think was a story that needs to be told. But I think reuniting the characters to their roots, and especially using Apocalypse to tell that story. um, Because if this story had never come out, you would not feel as attached to Apocalypse as you do. Um, I think the use of magic in the X-Men is vastly more important than the stories they're telling, kind of honestly with the resurrection protocols. The resurrection protocols sometimes just end up turning gimmicky. Cause you start seeing like the X-Men die in situations, like you kind of should have survived that, or you kind of should have stepped up in that moment like you used to back in the day, so that you wouldn't die. And now you're just dying left and right and you're just treating like an oh well situation. The fact that Excalibur had to go to a place where they can't die kind of stepped them up to a situation. Like I don't think we've ever seen anyone die for magic yet, have we? Um, on Krakoa?
0: Well, we can always rationalize. Technically,
1: Betsy did. Technically, did. saw how long it took us to get her back. Yeah,
0: you know I'm saying Otherworld, yeah. Yeah, because yeah,
1: she know yeah. at the glass, basically. Goddamn, she went out sad. Uh, <laughs> wow. wow.
2: I mean, at least she didn't come back. Um, like
1: uh Gorgon and Roxlide did. Yeah, you notice know, how they just swept them aside after Exosaurs. they just did not address. Hey, we just mentally like you know, impaired a minor. Roxlide is a child. Um, because you know they don't advance their ages properly. slide technically should be like 19, 20. And like Gorgon was a hero of your culture, like he gave his life in combat. And was like, I'm gonna go out on the Warriors' death, and now you got fucking Fabian bullying him in the public. That and that's like weird. Probably, hmm? That's
0: my problem I have with the whole Exosaurus event. It's just like it left so many loose ends of things that like never got resolved. Like I think that's like that's like, like kind of like a problem starting to have with Hickman books now. It's Just like there's all these lingering subplots going on, and here we are about to slide into Inferno next week and we're in the middle of the trial of magneto mm. and all this Rocco business mm-hmm. like it's it, it's like it, i'm not understanding so It's like the magical component of the x-men universe now like where it all is going to fit into what's going it's a lot more.
2: i still cannot figure out for the life of me two things one why rogue had to turn into flowers for like six issues and two why Apocalypse needed her to kill him. I still haven't gotten, I haven't figured that out. So I'm sort of like, I need
1: us. To well, get... the the flower, the flower thing is a bit more convoluted. Like I had to reread that altogether. And go, oh, that's why. But the the thing he had, he didn't need to die. It was because Gambit fucked up horribly um, on his mission, and then Rock, and then Richter. Who wanted to call I keep wanting to call him Rockslide or Avalanche. It's Richter. Richter, Richter had to use the energy and the fossils of a long a thousands-year-old mutant to escape the situation without the power they needed to set that entire portal into motion. And so it was like we need the the bones or the fo- we need the bones of a thousands-year-old mutant. And they were like. Well, oh, yeah. Apocalypse was like, I'm a thousand-year-old mutant, so if I die, we can wrap this up right now. And then he urged Rogue to come kill him. She did. And then they used his death to power the situation. Rogue got trapped in those flowers because Rogue needed to be sacrificed, apparently. It was a weird convoluted ritual. As convoluted as the X of Swords event entirely being a love spell that Saturnine was trying to cast, to bring her true love to her and her not realizing that she's gay (laughs) quite literally that's that whole other thing with Exasaurus it was one big ritual to bring her true love that she thought was going to be Betsy's brother because apparently she just assumed that Captain Britain would be her love and so she did it and she thought Captain Britain is going to be who I make and it was Betsy well she
2: was correct it is Captain Britain it's just Betsy now
1: it's Betsy, she likes, you did not know you were a bisexual girl, you understand, happens to the best of us. Uh, enjoy the kitty cat, have fun. Tastes a little bit like pennies. Um,
2: oh my God, you,
3: why are you like this?
1: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> But basically, it was just, so Teeny, the writer for Excalibur, definitely draws a lot from Alan Moore, who wrote the first Excalibur runs, and it was, he, you know Alan Moore, you read anything about Alan Moore, especially his magical work, like Swamp Thing, he doesn't do, like, non-weird magic situations, and, like, you don't just cast a spell, you do some darker shit, like, you know, the Covenant of Akaba, sacrificing a mutant on an altar, And then bathing themselves in his blood. And then having what I assume was an orgy. I assume people with cloaks are having an orgy after they do something weird. And with the sole purpose of just setting Morgan free. All of that, I never have a good feeling that they're going to win this fight they actually come down to it against Merlin. Because it's fucking Merlin. And I'm 100% consumed with the idea of them losing a big fight. Um... I hate to say it, I hate to see it, but I like Excalibur because it's such an insulated story that nothing they do really feels like it impacts Krakoa as a whole. But it I all just still feels we're, important.
2: We're going to get to explore other worlds more, and I'm mm-hmm. living for that because five of those kingdoms are ruled by mutants.
1: I want them to go visit Apocalypse. I want Richter to be able to go visit his trade and cry in front of his house and go, you will you leave her for me, and Yes, more of that. Mm -hmm. His whole meltdown. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love all of that.
3: (laughs) So, anybody else got any thoughts on the comics today?
1: Witch Bree, more friends of Mordred, um, more of him. You know, I love Light Sword. And he. What I'm sorry, this is a black man. Can you can't see Idris Elba playing White Sword? I can and see he Idris Elba. Yes, you okay. can see Idris Elba playing him, especially because I've now accepted the fact that if a mutant is colored blue, they are officially black. Um, uh, so, Beast is a black man? No, Beast
2: is not. Beast
1: is not colored blue. He has blue fur. Okay, okay well, um, actually, no, Beast Angel is like was He's a heavily misogynistic, you know, black man. He He's a Republican. He's a black Republican.
2: Well, Angel was was blue for a
1: while. Archangel is black. No,
2: I, I said Angel.
1: Archangel is black. I said Angel. Angel wearing white that's, feathery wings Warren, was that's blue. a white man. I'm sorry. That's a white man. Archangel is black. OK. Nightcrawler is mixed. His father's Satan. His mother's a black woman. Mystique is black. Um,
0: (laughs) Aren't they white devils?
1: That's why Zazel's white. Yeah, so
3: So he's he's extra white.
1: So he's extra white. We can't call call Nightcrawler a devil. Well, That is a man of the cloth. That is a holy man. He gave his life. Who is literally Araco.
2: part demon.
1: What <laughs> He gave his life for Arako? You know, he's a squash buckling sword fencing.
0: His daddy is a hell Lord. Yes. He runs the brimstone dimension. Like what other sign of, of Satan do you see, 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 <laughs> see America. When you get digmatized America When you get digmatized by the hope of the white penis. When you, you, you let a you let a mutant from Morocco hit your bottom, this is exactly what First happened. First of
1: all, there is no white mutant I will let hit that isn't named Colossus. <laughs> okay, that's
3: fair.
1: <laughs> that is fair. You have that's to all fair. say that is fair. Something yeah. about like yeah. I want yeah, yeah, big I I want the dude that played like the uh I forget his name, the sword arm dude on Shang-Chi. Um Big Nasty, that's his name on like literally on Instagram. I follow him. He needs to play Colossus. I don't care if he needs to pay two roles. Cast him as Colossus. He gives the Colossus energy. He has that, like, yeah, I'm tall and giant and built, but I'm a sweetheart. Like All this muscle doesn't change the fact that I'm a farm boy. I love my sister. My sister is my best friend. I want to hang out with her all the time. I want to draw pictures and paint art. Um, and he has an
2: ancient big brother, yes.
1: An ancient big brother who's toxic as hell, but he just wants to hang out with Storm and help her garden.
0: <laughs> What's your sign?
1: I'm a Capricorn.
0: Huh, that that's very different for you. You must have a Pisces or water sign in your spirit somewhere because that that's that was a I'm whole a Gemini
1: moon. Not... I'm a Gemini moon. Um Yeah, something going on
0: something going on, Danielle still. My I'm rising is
1: Aquarius. So
0: try to figure it out, Danielle still. Something's going on back there. Uh well, y'all so, know
1: why I I tend to date soft soul people um just to cover up the fact that i'm a vicious person somewhere deep so yeah oh, that's why i like white top. sword
2: We you go
0: for that
2: okay white sword
1: you. you know he used to be he's like a deeply poetic warrior mm. white sword he's he's definitely deeply poetic and he will also murder you what are energy, you getting
0: what, what books did you read that we didn't read
1: this power is literally yeah. healing I need mean, to embrace the fact that a person whose power is like literally naturally lending to healing people but he cuts people's heads off is appealing not just that he's an omega his, he's his an omega power, healer. his power
2: um, heals and enthralls you in the process of healing you
1: so. yeah that's a cool power oh, okay that's a good power it makes so much sense you know it's so beautiful just like storm you no know, mother God is We love her. Crack a boom, thunder cunt. You know, electrified labia. Boom, boom, kaboom. Crack a boom. The lady countess. Aurora Monroe. That could be eight hundred hours long. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right, so we can go ahead and wrap this up. Any book recommendations? Black word.
1: Um. So, book recommendations. Um, I have been looking deeply into the Eternals, Thanos rising right now because they're, I'm pretty sure they just are we um, touching up a lot of what we already know about Thanos, Um, but the Eternals, you know, it's coming and the movie is going to, is looking great. So now is always a great time to touch on the Eternals' history by remembering the fact that this is where Thanos comes from and that it's not that he had an abusive background, he's just an asshole. And that is the universal truth of who Thanos is. So, Thanos Rising, The Eternals, check it out.
0: Voluntary. Oh, go ahead, Showtime. I
2: definitely recommend Kang the Conqueror. Um, Ooh, that is a mini series that is going on that, when I tell you, is so damn good. It's trying to do a um, an origin story of sorts for Kang the Conqueror and all his iterations throughout time. And he ties into the vast majority of things that have occurred across the timeline in the, the uh, Marvel universe. So it, it is very, very interesting.
3: Um, exactly. I, well, I am. Well, I really don't really have any book recommendations that is fitting into DC. I am currently reading Titans, um, Teen Titans Academy, which I think is really good. I like. i been bringing uh, Red X into the picture and trying to fit it um, from the show, kind of putting it into the. Um, to the Universal, so that's pretty cool. Um, I am reading the Eternals too. I'm reading the 2006 and the 2008 one, so I'm trying to catch up with my Eternals before November, so I can be up to date.
1: To the Hive.
0: Um, I'm definitely not ever reading Eternals because I don't like Um <laughs> uh, My book recommendation for the week uh, is Mighty Valkyries. Uh, they just finished up the series. It's five. It's five issues. Pretty damn good. It's about a bunch of lesbianism and Carnella and and um her stealing these black babies from this black woman and turning them into goddesses. It's very interesting. Uh and there's a black Valkyrie and Jane Foster, uh new characters. Loki's actually a great character in this book. The art the art is really good. I love it. Uh but the book is complete. I, I thought it was gonna be like a regular, like ongoing series, but clearly it was a mini series. But the,
1: you said the mighty Valkyries? Yeah. Fuck though. <laughs> It's just wow. wow, Yeah, you, fuck
0: him. wild, you, you, you mad because, like, you know, Discount X-Men are not doing well right now?
1: Discount X-Men, really, really, Discount watch wow. The Valkyries <laughs> are fake Amazonians. Fake ass, Diana Troy, would fuck them up. And you know it, you understand it, you feel it in your spirit. Fake X-Men. The Eternals, first of all, the Eternals that have enough love between each other to ever be the X-Men.
0: Um... If anybody here is in, in a in a situation of of stress or they don't have the finances, if you're looking to save a little money, read the externals If you can't afford the X Men,
1: save your money, money because the Eternals are more expensive.
0: You can go great value. <laughs> X-Men. The
1: Eternals. It's easier for me to read the entirety of the X Men's history than it is for me to access just the few volumes of Eternals comics.
0: <laughs> if you can't afford, there's only them. like four of them. If you can't afford Jean Grey, we also have CRC for people who are on a budget. Uh, please help yourself to the great value uh, services. Great you. value So, Jean Jean Gray so you're admitting Jean Grey
1: is a sociopath. Wow. Yeah, she's she a sociopath. Yeah. So Jean Grey is a sociopath. All right, it's, it's, excellent. I mean, yes. I'm putting it on the timeline. I'm going to put, quote, just X Henry has said that Jean Grey is a sociopath.
0: And I'm going to put And I'm going to
1: add Darius into it.
0: <laughs> and, and and I'm gonna put and I'm gonna put that video in any leak saying I said it I said it I said it good, I <laughs> said it God damn it I said
3: it.
1: So this concludes our issue of Giant Size KRK A Radio. Um, this convenes the Quiet Council, the Dust Table now um, yields the floor to whatever nonsense is going on in y'all lives. Any last words, anyone? No table day is um
2: still going to remain over here with Lektuka Hive. We will um, be
3: closing out with our non-remark remarks. Thank you.